This is Line Dance Podcast. I'm Christopher Gonzalez. Hello and welcome to Line Dance Podcast with Megan Barcelia and Christopher Gonzalez. Today we are continuing our big old giant list of dances categorized by mood clusters. Check in with the previous episode and we will describe to you how these classifications came about. We got through, I believe, oh, 32-ish? Was it 32? 32 that we did last time. And we are about to start another. And maybe we'll get up to 64 because we're dancers and we can only count in multiples of eight. <laughs> All right. Up next, we have Champagne Promise. High energy, low energy, high stress, low stress. How would you describe Champagne Promise? Definitely in the low energy. It's a very smooth dance, so it doesn't require a lot of um, energy in that kind of output. It's not in an angry, aggressive kind of manner, and it's not in that like exuberant happy either. So I would definitely put it in the low energy category. I would... I think I would actually... The mood of the music, I would probably go with high stress. I would agree. Just because of like what he's saying and like, you know, the fact that you say you're going to say goodbye and you never do. And, you know, you're just a champagne promise and, you know, that kind of thing. Now, would you recommend this? And, and again, for those who weren't sure, like, well, don't we? Don't they just recommend everything that comes along? Because that's what they seem to be doing. This is maybe in the similar family as like Blue Night Cha, but I get confused during Blue Night Cha sometimes because I don't do it often enough, and so I can't say, "Oh man, my go-to for expressing certain emotions of like nighttime melancholy would be Blue Night Cha." I don't. I wouldn't say that because I still have to think too much. This one, though. I mean, you've had months and months of dancing this. What are your feelings on this being a go-to for you? I actually very, very, very much enjoy this. I think this is a go-to for teaching, I'm going to say a little bit higher beginners because it is a little bit tricky with all the half-turn back-and-forth business. Um, so it's definitely something that you can push your beginner classes into in that sense. It gives them a taste of the smoother dances because it's a little bit slower as well as it does have the extra little two counts into the restart business as well. Um, but it's also one that's played all over the world at different events. So it's another really good um entry to teach your classes because it's gonna get played if they go to events um i also kind of think of this one as kind of a gateway for the others that kind of fall into this same kind of feel because it is an easier dance to obtain which gets them ready for the harder ones that have that same kind of soft um feel to it which is funny for you to mention because right before champagne promise in the previous episode the last couple that we talked about were The Last Word and Once Upon a December, which are also low-energy dances and high-stress, according to the Thayer Mood Cluster model. And this, as you say, would be, like Once Upon a December, a, a gateway, perhaps, to dancing something more complex like The Last Word. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep, pretty much. And I would also say that... Uh, Lately, I I have uh, enjoyed dancing it. In the first, say, year of this being played everywhere, maybe it was just too popular for me to find my own space in. Kind of like when you go to a city that's you know, hugely popular with tourists, you think, well... I, this city's too big for me to make any impact on. Like this city doesn't even know that I'm here. Uh, some dances can feel like that for me. I've noticed like groovy love. Uh, I resisted for a while because it was just too popular. I'm like, well, I want to have my own journey with it and everyone else has already had theirs. And um, 
with Champagne Promise, I think something happened at New York State of Lion. There's something about the like intimate atmosphere, being away from the rest of the world and seeing all the autumn and winter colors coming in. There was something about it. And then hearing it in that setting made it feel more like something I could connect with. I think all the previous events I had gone to, I was going in with a full head of steam, lots of excitement and wanting to dance, kissing strangers and whatever new thing we had just learned. And Champagne Promise was a little slow for me. Like, I'm not going there to like dance a 32 count beginner slow melancholy dance. I'm, I'm there to like rock out. But something about New York had the atmosphere that made me want to dance it and come back home, listen to the song, find opportunities to dance it. Now I would have to say it's one of my picks as well. Yeah, I love it. I mean, I've, I taught it, I think, back at a beginner workshop in May because I knew a bunch of the beginners were going to be going to Vegas and it would be one that they would be able to enjoy in the meantime and really get under their belt before they went to Vegas and stepped onto that floor. So I knew it was a, it was a good one for them um, to challenge themselves with, and then it was going to have the benefit of having the crossover effect. All right, next up we have Boys Like You. This is a Rachel dance. You look like you had a thought. What's your thought? This one's tricky for me because I learned it so long ago, and then I never danced it. And then I just recently got it back. So I haven't had enough experience with it fresh in my mind to really be able to accurately be like, this is this for me. Like, I don't have a feeling of attachment to one cluster or the other at the moment. So this one's going to be a little bit trickier. Where are you kind of leaning towards? I see low energy, low stress because it's very smooth. You're not bouncing up and down like something like kissing strangers or something. You're not wiggling a lot of things. You're just kind of gliding across the floor. So I would see the energy as being low in the sense of, you know, smoother. And then stress level, I think it's low. It feels like maybe I'm, I'm influenced by the visuals of like the, the uh, music video and some of the icons on Spotify. But it seems like something you'd hear on your pool deck. You know, something... Maybe it's some of the words in the song. It sounds like a summary kind of song. And in the quadrant here for low energy, low stress, some of the, the words they use are calm, peaceful, soft, laid back, mellow, uh, relaxed, soothing. Yeah, yeah, spring-like. You know, there, there are some, that, some um, instrumental and, and lyrical choices that they've made in, in the song that... Um, that really suggests just you know confidence and oh I want to I want to do these things with you and you make me break all my rules but it's never a problem it's never a stressful thing it's never uh, oh you're ruining my life with all the things that you do it's like oh man I try I try to be good but I'm gonna do all these crazy things because you're just too cool yeah okay I can get behind that I think all right so I would say that's a uh, low low and i okay so what really sold resold me on it after i watched one of the videos of it um the last couple months was rachel doing the kaka after uh one two three four and five six seven eight she does this turn and then step step left right and it hits this kaka in the music and that I had not noticed the first time that we learned this. I knew about some of the other stuff and how that hit well enough. But for some some reason, and maybe it was the expression she made in the video, or she was like, ah, ah see what happened there? That, yeah. Maybe it was something she said in the, the tutorial. I don't know. But anyway, I really appreciated that. And so I, I think it's one of those underrated gems of Rachel's portfolio, and I would recommend it. I think I would hold off on recommending it just yet. Um, only, like I said, because I haven't had enough of a fresh experience with it to really like sink my teeth into what it is about the dance that I really love or where I would like be like, oh, this person, this is who I would recommend this dance to versus I wouldn't recommend it to someone who likes these kind of dances kind of thing. So I think at the moment I'm, I would hold off on recommending it. Okay. Next up, we have Four on the Floor. And there are many Four on the Floors all around the world. This one's by Matt Thompson and Mishy Zeminski. 
It's very popular in California, Southern California, Northern California, Southern California, Reno area. I think we may have seen it in the country ballroom at New York, State of Line. So maybe somebody somewhere out there is doing the same version. We've been doing this a while. Uh, it's definitely high energy. I mean, they kick and stomp and scuff and all that stuff, uh, you know, usual country bar kind of uh, activity. What do you think about stress level? I'd almost say high stress because I see words in there like uh, rowdy and aggressive. Um, like those are, it, it's not one that I would dance if I need a happy dance. It would be one that when I want to burn energy, mm-hmm. I have too much to do I need to get some of this burnt energy off I need to get rid of it I'm tense I'm you know like whatever it, and this will this is more of a cathartic kind of style for me where I can really like sink my teeth into it kind of feeling and I think that's where I would place it in the high stress yeah, you know, ignoring the lyrics, because I mean, the lyrics make it sound like feel the beat in your soul, go out dancing, whatever. But if you didn't know what the words were, if, if they were speaking in another language, I would think that this was provoking some kind of a fight. It sounds like it's, I don't know if it, I mean, I've never played it on guitar, but it wouldn't surprise me if it were in like a minor key and the way he growls his words, you wouldn't think that he's happy. <laughs> He sounds like he's intense and he's serious and he's driven to do something. And again, if you don't know the language, it might not be a positive thing that he's going out to do and start trouble on some you know, weekend night. Right. So yeah, I, I think I would agree that it sounds high stress. The, the, the instrumentality of the musicality of it sounds high stress. And as we say, it's, uh, it's also high energy. Uh, would you recommend this for people in circumstances where they need this kind of a uh, a high, high dance in their life. That's a tricky one because it's a staple bar dance in our area. If people were going out dancing at the bars, it would be one that I would recommend because it's going to get played every night, every bar you go to around here. Um, But at the same time, it's not really on. I mean, like, I mean, okay, we're talking like I've been doing this dance for like three years now, um, which doesn't sound like a lot considering some people have been doing tush push for 30. But it's just one of those where I like it. I do enjoy dancing it, but it's a different kind of enjoyment. It's really when I need that kind of expression that I choose to really go and dance this dance. So as for recommending it, Again, I think if it was to the youth that were going to go out to the bar, I'd recommend it. But for just like general purposes, like a blanket, I probably wouldn't. I could see that. Yeah, it's pretty niche. I think there's there's an emotion that it captures. And if that's not an emotion that you regularly experience and need to have exercised from your system like a country demon... <laughs> then you probably don't need to take the time to put these steps into your body because when would you ever use them? It's like for you know me doing certain dances that are light and sad, like say falling. You know, I learned it once upon a time, but I haven't had an occasion to express that emotion. So the steps might be in there rattling around, but I, I haven't had a reason to bring them back to the surface because that's not something I tend to experience and need to um, squeeze out onto the dance floor you know, through my muscles. So yeah, four on the floor, if you're not an angry boot stomping country person, might not be for you. Now, on a very different part of the <laughs> spectrum here, we've got Go Grease Lightning. This is one of your recent teaches at Sonoma State Line Dance Club. Where would you place this? I would definitely say high energy, low stress. It is just too much fun. It's definitely celebratory. It's uh, rousing. It's happy. It's it's all that kind of fun and excitement that you get to just be silly with. And a lot of people have a nostalgic attachment to the particular song or this particular um, musical. So they have that already like investment into it. 
Um, and then Michelle did such a great job with adding the like some of the original choreography with the arms part to it that it really, really lets that person who grew up watching it like be a part of that moment and have fun with it. Um, it is one I would definitely recommend. It's easy and very, very learnable, very teachable. I was very shocked at how quickly I was able to teach it. Um, and they remembered it like two or three days later when we danced it again at the bar. And when we danced it at the bar, the people who watched it were having a great time and they were hooting and hollering and cheering on. So I think it's a really good addition to our new playlist. Um, and I think it's fun for all ages, honestly. I would definitely recommend it to people who have not done a performance style dance before. If you've done Come Alive, then you know what that means. If you've done Hairspray, you know what that means. Uh, maybe even to some extent Straight to the Castle. Something that feels like an event. Like once that dance is on, or once the song is being played, people start peering in from outside the ballroom. Like, oh, we've got to watch this. We'll continue our conversation later. I don't even know this dance, but i got to watch this till the end. Now, if you've already had that experience before, like let's say you're going from doing... 32 count dizzy at the bar and that's like that's that's your experience of line dance uh, and you've never done a performance kind of a dance then this would be a good first one I think because it it is easy enough it's symmetrical enough and it makes sense with the music enough to possibly pick up on the floor or just be a quick learn if you are passionate about the music, let's say you already have had the experience, you've done performance dances before, you're like, okay, now I, I kind of get what that is, I know what it means, I've, I've, I've felt like I was in the front row for one of those before as a dancer, and the music speaks to you, then also learn it. If it isn't your music, if it isn't something you grew up with, then I can see, like, there aren't that many opportunities to dance at most places, unless, like, Michelle is at the event, um, you might not see it, it might not get played. And you already know what it's like to be in one of these productions, so it might not be for you. But uh, it's a great opportunity, as you said, like to really live out something that you know you have a personal connection with. If you like Greece, hairspray is something that we learned. We danced it in Portland. Uh, we took Simon's lesson. I never personally had a connection with the musical on stage or in the movie hairspray. So I will probably learn it again the next time we are on our way to see Rachel and or Simon. And I'm thinking, oh, they'll probably play that. I wouldn't mind doing it again. I'll pick it back up. But as far as just enjoying it for being a performance dance, I've done performance dance styles of line dance before, and I don't have a connection with the music. So it wouldn't be that high on my priority list. So that's that's who I would recommend this for. Somebody who either has never done what feels like a one-wall performance with a whole lot of counts, or if you have, uh, somebody who loves Grease. Or if you just love Michelle. Or you like how to have fun and do weird things. Yeah. yeah. Then for any of those, I'd recommend it. Oh boy, oh boy. Here's another one of our uh, recent, int recently introduced dances to club. Gyrate. We actually danced this full speed tonight for the second day ever. The first day was uh, when we were reviewing some dances a few days ago. Friday. Friday, yep. Uh, wow. Gyrate. I believe that is definitely high energy. What do you think about stress level? And do you agree with the energy? That's what I'm trying to figure out right now. I'm, I'm definitely stuck because... Although it's fast, it's hard because a lot of times when I think of high energy, I think like chase that dollar or make it shake or like that's the kind of high energy I generally think about where like I'm sweating when I'm done or I'm laughing when I'm done, kind of like that kind of like level of intensity. So I'm not sure... I mean, it's definitely not low, low. I can tell you that right now. I, in, in high, high, I, I do see words like boisterous and provocative. And the, the things they say in this dance about the ladies, I, I think this are provocative. Is this is very true. Um, 
and it's it's hard because like there's certain things about this dance that I don't feel fit that same feeling that maybe almost toned down the language of the song itself. That's true. There's barely any any booty shaking or gyrating. Yeah. So I mean, I guess I could go with high high. Okay. I think I think high high would, would be the closest to covering the most bases. As for whether you would make it one of your top favorites, recommend it to the world, what are your thoughts on that? A top favorite to the world? No. Anybody who's going to be going to an East Coast event in the U.S., absolutely. If you're going to be one of those that's going to stay up late on an East Coast event, it's going to get played late night. It's really cool to watch. Um and I'm actually very much looking forward to being a part of it next East Coast event we go to. Same. But as for just a general, anybody should learn this, no. Yeah, I definitely have conditions on this, like Go Grease Lightning. If you like a challenge just for the challenge's sake, sure. Um, if you really like the music, sure. As far as this specific dance i would wonder like if a person has never done hand motions before there are other dances that have hand motions like stomp your feet it's got a bunch of weird hand things going on um natural selection has a few hand things and if i mean you have a lot of options if all you want is to do some hand shapes you also have a lot of options if you want to just move really quickly on the floor you could just crank up chill factor and get that same experience there are some interesting movements like the knee dips that you wouldn't get in a lot of other dances. Um, the very fast grinds into Apple Jacks at the end, I have not seen anyone attempt in other dances. Uh, but I think it's like Holy Moly in SoCal, where they saw it, they thought, wow, we've never done anything this difficult before. L- let's, you know, some of us take this three-hour workshop and sign up for the challenge and break it down eventually we'll know it and then we can just you know stay on it and it'll be officially the hardest dance we know gyrate for many i'm sure is the hardest dance a person who goes to events knows and that can be the thing like if you're not if you if you know like 50 dances you're not sure which one you know this one's 48 this one's 64 it's hard to compare no gyrate's probably the hardest if there aren't like certain guyton ones in that list or roy or rachel dances in that list so yeah if you just need to be sure that you have a hard dance in your portfolio this could be that one for you um but it doesn't stay on phrase um it, it it's kind of hard to understand sometimes lyrically and it's definitely it, it it's like very complicated but pretty knots in rope <laughs> where you don't always know what you're supposed to do with them they look nice but you're you're not sure like what function they serve sometimes they're just kind of there to be tangled <laughs> and that might be the majority of this dance <laughs> I think from my experience of it thus far, having only ever done it full speed a couple times. I can. Yeah. Hey, in that family, keep up. Don't lose your breath. This actually is not as bad as I thought it would be. The first times I saw people do it full speed. Now that we've done it to a variety of different slower songs and we've modified the like knee out, knee in snake to the left so that we don't hurt ourselves. Um, it's it's manageable, I think. It definitely has unusual movements in it, and it keeps the energy up if you do it to the original song. Uh, I think, I mean, even the original song, stress-wise, is high because of the very loud instruments that they use and synthesizer. It's very aggressive. Yes. And also the content of the music, if, you're, if you are looking at lyrics, it's not very flattering to males. The things that they're saying about guys being unable to meet their standards physically, it's you know definitely from the female side, aggressive in a way that gyrates aggressive toward women. Yeah. And I mean, there's a lot of movement in it that's aggressive too. You have the kicks and then you have like the chest pops. And it's just, it's a very aggressive, but also provocative in that same kind of, assertion of dominance almost um i would definitely say hi hi as for recommend recommendation 
This is one. If you like, pump it. If you like, make it shake. If you like new flow, you would like this dance. That is who I would recommend this to. The people who want that kind of level of energy and, um, because I mean it's it's a workout for sure. I am definitely catching my breath during keep up. Don't lose your breath. <laughs> um, and there's not a whole lot of movements to it. The kind of the same way where make it shake doesn't have a whole lot of movements to it, but it's enough to keep you going. So it's definitely one that if you like make it shake, pump it. Um, new flow. I would highly recommend this one as well. Ditto. Ditto. <laughs> All right. Next up is "Woman Up." "Woman Up" by Rachel McEnany White and Amy Christian. Energy stress. What do you think? Ooh, energy stress. Yeah, that's that's the first part. I think definitely high energy. And I'd almost go with low stress because although it is provocative a little bit, I think it's more uh, rousing hmm. than I would say anything else. Hmm. Um, I would say high stress because it also has words in that quadrant for like rebellious and fierce and... It's not like Party in the USA, for example, where it's high energy, but they're having a great time and they're all like, yeah, we're doing, or like girls just want to have fun. That would be high energy, low stress in my mind because- yeah, that's more playful. Right, right. And this is like, no, we don't need no man. Like, wait a second. What's wrong with men? That sounds kind of confrontational, okay. kind of high stress. Okay. I can see that. I can change it back to, change my, change my answer. Okay. So we can go high, high as the final. And what about recommendation? I know I've gotten lost on this and forgotten it. I actually partly was motivated to teach it to clubs so that I wouldn't forget it and I would get lots of practice. It hits nicely. Mm-hmm. Yep. It has a few interesting movements in it. But I think overall, it probably wouldn't be one of the first go-tos that I recommend. Honestly. Yeah. I could see that. Um, and I, I guess the repeated count bit toward the end can be a little tricky for people who aren't used to that. Like, usually a tag is just something completely different, or a restart is the first counts, but this is the end counts repeated, which is unusual. So that could be a good learning experience, but it also. You know, makes things just slightly more difficult. And usually when you're making dancers happy, you're making things less difficult where you possibly can. So I think if you like Megan Trainer, if you feel very strongly about feminism or women's rights or anything like that, then yes, this is like an anthem. Or if you just want to watch Jono do it and you want to dance next to him, then absolutely learn this dance. But I, I would say, yeah, it's, it's one of those that you might just kind of get around to learning. Yeah. When, there, when you look at how many there are out there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think that would be a good way to say it. All right, let's take a look at the next one. Music High is a dance that we only ever really see in our area. It is danced at the Davis Grad and at Stoney's Rock and Rodeo in Sacramento. And it is complicated. It has um, a lot of wall changes, a lot of syncopation. And when I first learned it, I was not in a place where I was ready to start looking at step sheets yet. So I tried to learn it off of a video in which people were competing to see who could do all kinds of crazy flair to it, and that was very hard to follow. When I tried to look at the step sheet at the time, that was probably even harder because there is so much to it. So I'm going to start off by saying I wouldn't necessarily recommend this to the average country bar dancer who says, you know what, I love that song Pop by NSYNC, we should find out if there's a dance to it that we can learn in like 10 minutes. You might be able to. If you've never done it before in your life, it might be challenging. If you're up for that, it is, you know, a fun dance. I can't say it necessarily like 
expresses or describes things that are happening in the lyrics, but it's energetic and the music is energetic to go along with it. So I guess it syncopates in a lot of fun places. It's about all I can say about uh, the relationship between dance and music there. What do you think? And what do you think as far as uh, energy stress? Well, I'm going to hold off on my energy stress and agree with you when it comes to the recommendation thing. It is definitely not an everybody blanket kind of dance where I'm like, oh, so many people would get enjoyment out of this. It's very niche in that fact. Um, And again, like you said, you know, we only see it around here at two locations. So I wouldn't necessarily go with the recommendation. Um... When I listen to the song, I hear definitely a higher energy, and I don't necessarily hear happy. Mm. I don't hear all the positivity or anything like that. So I think I'd have to go with high energy, high stress. I would actually agree as well. Uh yeah, the things he says about, like, it doesn't matter, car I drive, ice around my neck. It's definitely taking a contrary point of view. Instead of focusing on positive things that do matter, he's saying all these things don't matter that people might judge me about. And it's like, well, whoever brought up the topic of judgment in the first place? You did, the, the singer. So you're making me think about concepts such as people judging each other based on appearances. And I think that that could induce you know a higher than average stress. Yeah, pretty much. Okie dokie. Up next we have Man in the Mirror. Oh, this one's so pretty. This one's by Simon and Rachel. I love this dance, and I'm so glad we finally, finally learned it. It is definitely a low energy with it being smooth and soft like that. Um, As for stress, it's a little bit interesting. I think I would... It's hard because you have words like intimate in low stress but I feel more of a higher stress when I'm dancing it I feel more more emotions come out than just like being content or warm or that kind of feeling like I I feel a more powerful emotional connection to it which is why I would put it into more of a higher stress than a lower I would agree, and it's hard to kind of pin down. I think some of the things, the non-lyrical things that he does are he uses a rough voice. He raises his voice toward the end. So it's something that you can tell what he's singing about is something that he's passionate about. And the fact that he started out in these sort of um, suspenseful tones of na-na-na-na-na-na, Na 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 na. It's not. I, don't, I I'm really am not the most educated on um, music theory, but if I had to guess, I would say it's like kind of chromatic. Where it's not. It's not these like nice clean da 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 da. It's not like I'm singing about these things. It's not like John Philip Sousa or something. It's na 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 na, and it's like he doesn't want to say the thing. But he kind of has to say it, and then he starts shouting it toward the end. Yeah. So whatever it is, it's it's serious, and I think you're right. I think it, it kind of gets to that kind of high stress. My blood is boiling. I got to dance it out. Kind of a feel it's toward the end. Yes. After that, we have another. I would say low energy uh, dance. Take me to the river. Oh, I guess I just. Assumed that we both recommended this, but uh, what what is your recommendation take on this? Yes. <laughs> also, yes. I just I, I really wanted to say it. It's one of those if you are into learning smooth dances, it is so well choreographed to how the music hits that even after not dancing it for a couple months, and we really didn't like dance it enough to sink it in, we were able to fight. And get 99% of it back just by, like, remembering how it felt to dance to that particular moment in the music. And we just cleaned up a couple of the steps here and there. And so it it was just really well constructed. Take me to the river. 
I would say low energy. What do you think of the stress? It's definitely spooky. Where's spooky? Is that is that in the high energies? <laughs> that would be my luck. Um, it's definitely smoky room kind of feel. I think. I think I'd put it in high stress because again, if you don't know what she's singing about, it sounds like you're being led to slaughter, <laughs> and and you you don't know why, but. I don't know. There's there's like some grand plan that's happening and you're just kind of rolling along as part of it. You're not fully in control. Sometimes it even feels like the dance just guides you through, especially when you forget what the steps are and you just kind of like go with what your body thinks it should be doing. Then it's like, oh my God, the, the, the dance is dancing me. Okay. Yep. I can see that. Okay. Well, I guess I'd go low high on that. And... This one's rough because we, during the year this came out, it was being danced everywhere. So we danced it all the time. Beyond the point of like it being a request, it's like, no, you're going to end up dancing it or hearing it at least if you go to an event this year. So now that I've had some distance from it, I, I would say that I would recommend it. It is a pretty intuitive dance other than the tags and restarts and things like that. But even then, it, the, the, where, the way they hit, I think, is still satisfying. So I would recommend it now that I have gotten to a place where we don't have to hear it or dance it and it's a choice. I would be maybe a little excited to get to do it again. I think um, I'm just going over it in my head to kind of like figure out where my mood is with it. I think it would be one of those that, like I said, I described it as spooky. So that kind of like eerie, not quite sure where this is going kind of feel and sound that a couple other dances have as well. I, because this was my intro into that kind of music as well, I would probably recommend it to someone who hasn't done that kind of dance yet. It would probably be one of the the first ones I'd, I'd recommend. Okie dokie. The Queen. This one is interesting. It's definitely got some patterns that we're not used to seeing. I believe Guillaume said that he choreographed it in 30 minutes before he was supposed to teach something at an event. And he was like, oh, we whipped some together. Oh, there it is. And he had, I guess, co-choreographers on it as well. Uh, I think it's on the lower energy side. It's very smooth. It's also a little bit spooky. Well, It's like weird spooky. It's like the life of the life story of like an alien like cuz you especially if you listen to the french version you don't really know what she's talking about but the bum 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 but it's a little offbeat you know there's something unusual about what's happening in this song it doesn't even sound like some like i said it doesn't sound like something that normal humans are relating about their their lives so it's like the day in the life of a martian and I don't know if I'd call that spooky exactly, but I don't feel like it's very dark. I no, I, I definitely have more of a lighter side to it. Right, yeah. It's it's like whimsical almost. Is there a whimsical somewhere? It's in low energy, high stress, but I, I don't think this is high stress. I don't know. What do you think? I, is there childlike somewhere? Do we see childlike? I don't see childlike. Precious maybe in low energy, low stress? Dreamy. Oh, dreamy. Definitely the part where she's saying, I'm painting my face with magic markers. Um, I would say low energy, low stress. And the reason why is because, as weird as this sounds, I'd almost say it's got gentle movements. Mm, yes. Like the, the movements are, are, are almost on that softer side and not quite in the glide kind of way. So they don't just like float across or anything, but they still make contact, but in a gentle kind of way. So I definitely probably use that to describe it, to put it into the low stress side of it. Okay. Would you recommend it? I would. Hmm. I like it. I enjoy it. It is a little bit tricky um, with the turns and whatnot, with the syncopation to it. But 
I don't know. There's just something about it that, like, when it gets requested, I I get excited. So I get to go out and dance it. So I like it, but that's for sure. So I think I, I would request it. Okay. I, at the time that I first saw it, was confused by it because I this it was popular when I was doing a lot of country bar dances still. And I didn't know about, like, nuance of styles in circuit dances. So when I first saw it, as a, as a bar crossover transfer type person and I saw it was number one on the line dancer charts or whatever I thought what why like what what there's no scuffing there's no stomping like what are they even doing why are these patterns so weird why am I changing walls like this that's not how I'm used to changing walls and it's only two walls why is this so hard I don't want it to be hard I know, I know dances I'm better than I'm better at dancing than this and anyway it made me very mad so I I wouldn't have recommended it to myself then but <laughs> Now that I am where I am now and I'm a little more comfortable with some of the weird things, I like the weird things because you don't you don't get a lot of breaks from doing the same kinds of patterns and this gives you that break. It gives you something to refresh the palate before you go back into a walk, walk, triple kind of a dance. So I think I would recommend it for people who would not be angered by its differentness. <laughs> Okay, so now the next one. Unfortunately, because this is based off of your list. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Smashing 2018. I don't know all of these dances. Hmm. I actually do not know Powerade, so I'm going to have to solely rely on you and your analysis of the next one, which is Powerade. Definitely high energy, low stress. It's to the song The Power by Vanessa Amorosi. It's a Simon dance, so I mean, odds are pretty good in his younger years that it was going to be a high energy dance. And the stress is low because it's very celebratory sounding and singing like Mother Mary. And I, I, I mean, most of the time I'm not even focusing on the specific words she's saying, but the movements in the dance really go well with an elevated feel and build in the music and in the vocals. And there's a part where she's So she's singing so quickly that it's like she can't even catch her own breath to formulate words. She's just moved by this spirit. And I think the dance kind of matches that vocal feel in movement. So I would say high energy, low stress, uh, <laughs> uh, as much as I enjoy it, I can't in good conscience recommend it to um, everyone because it does have some tricky wall changes, like turning directions, then going back the other way. And it's not really danced in many places, but I have such fond memories of it that I will continue to enjoy it myself. Okay. Next up, we have one that we mentioned earlier, Make It Shake. Thoughts? Hi, hi. Hi, hi. Yes, absolutely. It is high energy. You're jumping around. Uh, it's got a very, I mean, what's it, Busta Rhymes or Michelle Montano and other other friends of theirs singing along oh, in yeah. very, very rough, angry sounding hostile, voices. Hostile, aggressive kind of angst. <laughs> and like they're they're saying probably celebratory things like, you know, make the whole place shake, you know, play the music loudly, dance so hard that the floor rumbles, but you can't tell that just by hearing it as, you know, a non-English speaker. You just hear there's a lot of going on and yeah. So yeah, high energy, high stress. Um definitely fits those, you know, fierce, fiery, rowdy kind of uh descriptors in the box. Um <laughs> Recommendation? This one is a tricky one because I would not recommend it to most circuit dancers, as weird as that sounds. I would recommend it to more of the younger bar dancers because it's very high energy, high stress, high cathartic, get all that angst out and really just need to, you know, cut loose and show that you can keep up. And really, really, really go fast and and have stamina on the dance floor. 
that is where this one belongs. Again, I put it in with Pump It. I put it in with Keep Up Your Loser, Don't Lose Your Breath. And I put it in with New Flow. So if you like any of those, it would definitely be one that you need to check out. And I know that it is a very, very popular one down in L.A. I think along with that, I would recommend it for people who are getting curious about what, what circuit dances are like, but who think that dances shouldn't be phrased. And they don't understand why dances need to be phrased. Why can't they just do, quote, the dance all the way through? Why does it need a part A and B? This is a really good example of why a part B makes sense. You want to do things that feel like shaking when they're saying make the ground shake, make the roof shake, whatever. If you were just to keep doing part A through all of that, you'd think, wow, that's weird. The choreographer totally missed in the choreography places where they could have done shaking. Well, no, they didn't uh, because these specific choreographers set aside steps just for that part of the music so that you can shake while they're saying things about shake. You want there to be a part B. And then during the drop, drop, it doesn't really make sense to do either part A or part B, so you need a tag. And I think this would be a good thing to show somebody who really doesn't understand or who thinks it's arbitrary to have a part A or B. Um, I think that's a really good uh, point. Also, as well, it's a great segue dance into the circuit from the bar because it's still along the lines of what you would feel at a bar. But like you were saying, having the part A, part B, and the tag gives you that segue into what certain things can be like on the circuit so that people can get a taste of it and not be be overwhelmed going from something very high energy, high stress, bar-like, cathartic into, say, like, skinny love. Like, I mean, that's that's a polar contrast there that can definitely affect people. But if they have something like Make It Shake, then... They have a place where they can belong as they slowly get their feet wet. Yeah, two things it also does for, let's say, you know, the bar crowd or the younger crowd is it gives girls permission to shake because they're saying it in the song and you know, make the whole place shake. And sometimes girls like to shake a little booty. It also lets the guys be macho during the part A bit or during the drop, drop. You know, they can be all muscular like the the choreographers, Darren Bailey and, and Fred Whitehouse. You know, they're very manly looking dudes. And <laughs> so people, you know, guys who are learning this can feel that they have someone they can connect with in that chore- uh, choreographic world. Um, it also, even though it sounds super aggressive, does have that positive message. So you don't have to worry that playing it at your bar is going to cause any fights because they're talking about all this aggressive stuff like, oh, I'm going to beat up this guy who looked at my girl or I'm going to shoot these people who disagree with me about stuff. They sound like they're saying that maybe because it's you know so rough and grumbly, but it's not really about that. So people who listen more closely won't have any objections, hopefully. Next up, we have another... Uh, very energetic, shaky type song, Shaking My Head. I enjoy this one. I'm just going to first off say I recommend it. It's it's a lot of fun. I love Shaking My Head. It is so much fun. There's areas to play with it. Um, I, oh gosh, the first time I saw it was Vegas, like three years ago at this point. Um, and it was Roy, Fiona, Guyton and Natalie and even Jesse was out there and I was like oh my gosh I need to learn this dance this looks like so much fun so I definitely would recommend it as for energy level I would definitely say high energy for sure and it's a little bit tricky because I am so happy and it is intense and it is fun I would say low stress But at the same time, it's very, like, fierce and provocative and it's, I don't know, I I think I'd lean more towards the low stress than I would high stress, but what's your thoughts? I think the the vocal tone that he uses is pinched and thus leans less um, masculine and maybe more... Not like he's not, not like he's trying to pretend to be a girl or anything, but there's a big difference from hearing Busta Rhymes in Make It Shake and 
whoever it is, detail or somebody who sings uh, "Shaking My Head." Um, I think Flo Rida even has a bit at some point, mm-hmm. and you hear the vulnerability because he's singing like this. He's not singing, singing like this. You know, he he's allowing for some kind of romantic connection with himself and this girl who's impressed him so much. He's trying to woo her and he's trying to be you know nice about it, kind of light about it. He's not being like, "Girl, I'm going to get you home. We're going to do things and stuff." Like it's not that kind of song. He is saying, "Yes, you're very attractive to me and uh we should get together." To yeah, but that. you know, maybe I'll wine you and dine you a little first. It's not going to be as uh as yeah. aggressive as make it shake. Okay. I can see that. So lo- low stress. Yeah. Up next we have, <laughs> you have some stories with this one, Moves Like Jagger. What are your thoughts on Moves Like Jagger? <laughs> I love Moves Like Jagger. It is my poison for sure. Um, it was probably at the time one of the hardest dances I learned at the bar. So... It was one that I was so proud of learning. It was weird because it started backwards first. What dance in the bar starts backwards? But it was fun and party. And the part where you get to shake your butt, like our bar had so many different variations at that point. Like sometimes you got to hop around. Sometimes you did extra hand movements. Um, You know, so like we played with it and we made that our own. And so there's a lot to it that... I would definitely start with recommending it. I have injured myself on this dance, how much I love it. (laughs) So, yes, I do have some stories, that is for sure. For me, it's hard to necessarily classify it as anything other than high energy, low stress. It's just, it's too much fun, it's too much celebratory, it's too, that kind of energy, playful for me. So, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I can see like the passionate, freewheeling, uh, sexy that are all in that quadrant mm-hmm. for high energy, low stress. Um, I would also recommend it. I I learned this from a video. It was one of the first dances I had to practice at home because I couldn't. I was it was still early enough in my journey that I couldn't just pick it up on the floor, and I never got a, a lesson at the bar in this dance. So I tried to learn it from YouTube and I don't think I knew about tutorials yet or something. I think I was just watching the video and then pausing it and then going back and like looking over my shoulder when they would turn and like trying to follow it. And I remember dancing it in my little dorm room at SSU during my postgrad period, which would have been around 2011, 2012. And it's funny how like we, we both had experiences where we remember what we almost ran into when we tried to learn certain dances. Like mm-hmm. if you're in the garage, you know, you, you're running into the, the car that's parked there or the sink or the ladder or something. If we're in a parking lot, it's probably more cars, curbs. If we're in a supermarket, you know, maybe it's in the aisles. And I remember almost hitting a lot of walls in my very small dorm room trying to learn moves like Jagger because I wanted to learn it that badly and I didn't want to just botch it every time on the floor. I wanted to know it before I came back. Um, I also loved springing back, even though it's not technically the step. It's supposed to be ball step, walk. I saw it on the floor as rock back really hard on your right and kick your left foot up as high as you can stretch it and uh, and then go forward. <laughs> rock and step and then you know the rest of the dance. And I liked that because I, uh, that's when I was um, starting to wear boots more. So I could feel the momentum in my larger than normal heel swinging up into the air on that big rock back. So that was fun for me. And this was also one of the first places where I, or first dances that had a place in it where I could do more like the sexy, womany, hippie stuff because Christina Aguilera has her bit in there. You want to know what's on my mind, da da da. And because everything drops out, I don't feel like I, I should be doing a bunch of bouncy aggressive stuff. What comes more naturally is to tone it down. Now what naturally followed from that, because I at the time was getting a lot of positive reinforcement from people about like hip stuff, 
other than um, the person I was dating at the time, she was not as fond of it. Um, but other people were like, oh, well, what's going on there? So um, <laughs> I, I was, you know, really feeling the movement of those bump, 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 turn, bump, bump, bumps, you know, in my jeans, which I was now starting to wear just for dancing. And that was one of those first dances that gave me permission to do that. Yes, there are hip bumps in Country Girl Shake It For Me, which, you know, I, I think it probably learned before then, but they're guy hip shakes. That's a very different feeling. This was like sensual, really like let the fabric rub against your leg from the inside um, as you're moving forward and back, kind of a, 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 a hip movement. All right, we've got uh, probably time for a couple more here. Syncopated Rhythm is up next. I think that's high energy and um, I would say low stress. It's very playful and I would definitely recommend it. I definitely agree with the high energy and the low, the low stress. Um, recommendation, whatever. But I love this dance. So it's, it's hard. It's like, it's one of those where it's like, I have to take myself out of recommending it just because I love it. It's like, what could it offer people? And I think the simplicity of the movements with the tinge of complication, as well as the room for play, is what would make me want to recommend this to people. Okay. Uh, up next we have, sorry, Amy, uh, there is a there is a very popular version of X's and O's out there that Amy Bailey uh, has made you know, famous around the dance floors. We know Rick Dominguez and John Lieberman's version. I I mean that's very high energy. You're moving all over the floor. I would leave it to you. I think uh, maybe you can give me some insight on what you think of stress, and I would recommend it because it just feels sexy every time I dance it. I really do want to learn Amy's just because I've seen it and she's so darn cute dancing it and I would love to be able to dance it with her one of these events. However, there's something about the way Rick and Jono hit this dance that just it's it's one of those that I use now as like my cathartic dance because it's not as aggressive as what it used to be for me. A few years ago, but it still gets that ener- that same kind of energy out. It's just not as intense, I guess you can say. Um, as for actual stress of the dance, it's hard because it's not really cheerful and it's not really like joyous and playful. But then again, it's not really vi- volatile or outrageous or unsettling or anything like that in the other category. So this is really tricky. I would say high stress because she's singing about a problem. She, she's got these X's and the O's, they haunt her. They're spooky. <laughs> um, and she's not happy about it. So okay. uh, I wouldn't say it's so this is this is how I would I would I would break it down. The dance has provocative hit thrusts. The song, maybe a little bit more on the boisterous side. Okay. So I think being able to look at those, I can say high stress. All right. So it would be a a high, high. And that leaves us time for the last one of this episode, I think. Big number 50, have fun, go mad. Now, this also takes into account that there are multiple songs, but I'll leave it to you to decide what song we're going with. Okay. Well, before we even get into that, this, I would have to say, is probably the number one most recommended what dance would you recommend everybody go out and learn right now from our line dance podcast interviews i am of a very high opinion of that as well i think it's just very well choreographed i think it has a lot of interesting movements challenges that push you as a dancer and with that said Either song has tons of room for interpretation and play, but also if you kept it vanilla, 
it would still be okay. Um, as for energy, I would, uh, I don't even know where to start. I would probably say hi, hi, honestly. I, I mean, for the song, uh, if you're going with the original, I would say low because he's like talking about, you know, have fun, go mad, do what us. It's very laid back as far as the stress of the original. And the energy, though, I think is still high because you're, you're tensing some muscles to reverse direction quite a bit. Okay, yeah. So depending on the song choice, if you use the original, it's going to be a low energy, high stress. If you use the Eminem, high energy, high stress. Hmm. So... I think I got that backwards. Oh, sorry. Uh, so I, I've, I've got it as high energy in either case because of the muscle uh, movements. And then I've got low stress for the original song. Okay. That's yeah. what you were saying. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. So yeah, high either way and then low or high based on the song. Yeah. The uh, Shake That by Eminem version is very, very aggressive. Yes. All right, well, we'd like to thank you all again for tuning into Line Dance Podcast with Christopher Gonzalez and Megan Barcelia. And until next time, we will see, see you on, on the, the dance, dance floor. floor.